Hey, Nicole, thank you for joining me on the Accounting Salon Conversations podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Amanda. I'm happy to be talking with you today. I know we've been trying to do this for a little while, right? We have. It's been, um, you know, between us, we have a bunch of kids and a bunch of jobs and bunch commitments. Stuff to do, right. Some but stuff. This is the perfect time now. <laughs> we are here live in person across from each other at Accounting Salon in New Orleans. So that's pretty fun. We are here with our our good friends. We're here with Blake and David um, and a bunch of amazing sponsors. So you and I finally were like, we can't find the time to get do it virtually. So baby, let's fly across the country. (laughs) Can't help but do it. You need to pin down. That's right. I'm like, you're going to show up. I'm going to make you come in this room and record with me. (laughs) So tell everybody a little bit about your, your background, about yourself. Sure. So my name is Nicole Davis. I am the founder and owner of Butler Davis Tax and Accounting based right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. We are a public accounting firm. Um, We mostly do accounting, tax, no audit for clients of different sizes and various industries. So our tagline is it doesn't cost to have a good accountant. It pays. I work with my husband full time. So we've been working together now almost five years and we have a small staff that we work with um, as well. So that's interesting because you, I think are the third accounting salon member that works with her husband. So Patty Scharf works right. with her husband, Scott and Brittany yep. Brown works with her husband, yes. Steven too. So that's funny. Is there, I think that's it, right? Yes, I think, I think so. that's it. Anybody else? I'm trying to think if anybody out there can remind us of if there are any other family businesses out there in accounting salon. I think it's just the three of you guys. That's fun. You and I, you were one of the newest cohorts to yes. join Accounting Salon for 2020. Correct. And everybody was on deck to come to New Orleans yes. in May. I was excited. Year. I paid my money. I was like, yes, Jada, I'm going to Accounting Salon with all these brilliant accountants. And then COVID was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then we were like, oh, what are we going to do? So even though I, I, feel like I, I feel like I know you. Yes. Because we've been on so many calls together and so many happy hours and webinars. But then when I saw you walk into the restaurant this morning, <laughs> or it was here at the conference center, um, I was like, I. Finally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Finally. So it's so good to see you and lay, lay eyes on you for real. Right, exactly. So you and I have a couple of things in common. Yes. Um, and the big one I think that we always connect on is cooking. Yes, I love to cook. People wouldn't think it because I'm so skinny, but I always say I, I'm, a, I'm a fat girl in a skinny girl's body. So, <laughs> Well, you and I have a lot of things that we like to cook um, the same. I feel like every time I follow you, I, I see something you're cooking or you mm-hmm. see something I'm cooking. Like, I don't know if it's Southern girl cooking or... I don't know. I just think, you know what, what it is? I, my mom didn't cook. So growing up, I had to cook for our family mostly. Well, my mom couldn't cook. I should say that. (laughs) So I used to cook for my mom, my dad, and us. And growing up, I just became the cook in the household. And I just, I just love, I think, I I think more so I love serving people. And that's why I like doing it so much. Because I like feeding people and making them happy. Because food makes me happy. Me too. Me too. I love feeding people. Like, that's my love language. Right. Feeding you. Yes. So what are some of your favorite dishes you like to make? Oh, gosh. Well, so I go from one edge to the other. So I do love a good rice and gravy and meat, which is where that's typical of where I grew up in South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Some kind of meat product and gravy and rice. Right. And then on the other end of the spectrum, um, I'm somewhat obsessed with Yotam Odalenge, who's this British chef, chef 
uh, Israeli-born who just makes the most beautiful food. It's ridiculous. Like, I think when this all shakes out, I'm going to go to London just so I can eat his food. So I've been, nice. I've been dabbling a little bit in, in his, I don't, I don't know how to call it. Like it's not strictly Middle Eastern, but it's just super interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots of textures and tastes. So I go all over the place. What have you been cooking lately? So I, so my family, so I'm from deep South Georgia, mm-hmm. right? So my family, obviously I don't cook Southern because <laughs> I don't really cook Southern, like the collard greens, you know, the de- neck bones, the fried chicken. I definitely more so like the fine dining yeah. cuisines, yeah. right? Like um, risotto yeah. and um, seared scallops. You made a salmon dish, I think. Didn't you make a salmon one time? I was like, this is so delicious. <laughs> salmon. And more recently, so... I started cooking more seafood because I was diagnosed with a condition called ulcerative colitis. So it's a, it's an irritable bowel disease and it's a progressive disease. So I have to like watch what I eat and cook now. So I definitely cook more seafoods. I stay, stay away from beef, chicken, um, but before I used to love making um, beef tenderloin mm. and steaks and yeah. But yeah, I like cooking a little bit of everything except I can cook southern, but it's not one of my. So you want to eat? Yeah. So I one of my goals for this year because um, I always set these kind of just not outrageously hard goals, but just like outrageously silly goals mm-hmm. sometimes. And so one of them this year was to cook a certain number of recipes out of the plastic claw. Mm-hmm community cookbooks that okay. I have in my kitchen. It's like, everybody's got these cookbooks from right. Junior League or the churches or whatever. I've never cooked out of them. And so I was like, I'm going to cook 50 recipes out of these books. And then I started getting into the year. I'm like, this isn't how I eat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, this is maybe, I don't know, maybe not the best idea because I really don't eat like casseroles with right. cream of soup, you know. But I did make this, uh, this is um, perfect for you because um, I, I was in Georgia for my new job a couple weeks ago and I stopped at the Atlanta Farmer's Market Did in you? Grant Park Okay, and got these peaches. Oh my God. Mm. These peaches that I, I am not making a word of this up. I was parked across the street and before I could cross the street I could smell the peaches from the market. Really? Like it, it was, they were so perfectly ripe and beautiful and so I bought five or ten, pa- I don't even know, like a a bunch of peaches. Like peach pie? And I made peach cobbler. <laughs> cobbler, yum. My mom makes the best cobbler. Oh, gosh. It came out of one of these cookbooks, mm-hmm. and it was just the most delicious thing. So I, I'm i going to Georgia again this weekend. I might get some more peaches. If they're still in season. Are they still in season? Which I believe peach so, season? yeah. I'm not sure. I'll let I, you know. Right. I, I don't buy a lot of veggies. I buy a lot of... No, I don't buy a lot of fruits. I buy a lot of veggies. Yes, I'm a veggie person. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same, too. To tell you the truth, I really don't eat much fruit, but... I mean, throw them in some sugar with some pie crust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh I eat that. I'll I eat love it. a cobbler with some ice cream. They were delicious. They were delicious. So um, some of the folks that are listening might know you from your social media presence. Yeah. You are a funny chick, <laughs> I tell you. You are all over with Twitter and TikTok and I know, doing funny I know. stuff. You know, it's funny because I'm not an extrovert at all. I'm a, I am the, if there was an extra, if, introvert was the definition it would be me because I like 87 90 percent introvert I like my space I like being by myself but social media allows me to like you know show my personality without having to talk to anybody (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect 
It's, a, it's perfect. And my um, husband I was like, you say you're an introvert, but you're always on social media. Like, because it's a one-way <laughs> communication. <laughs> no one has to communicate back to me. So, right. so I have a daughter who's mm-hmm. a teenager that um, you just met her. And she is on the TikTok. And I don't know how to work TikTok. Like, what, tell me about TikTok. Should I do this thing? So TikTok is definitely, it depends on, like, what you're trying to do. Like, initially, I was tr- I was going to use TikTok for my firm, like, you know, to get leads. Because there are a lot of, tax talk is a big thing on TikTok. There are a lot of people that have built their businesses. You have legal, you have legal talk. Um, but that, that, that's not my audience. <laughs> that's not my target market. So I mainly use just for fun. So I, I always do the trend videos. So if you see me on TikTok, it's mostly doing a trend video, a dance, being silly, you know, but just show my personalities. So. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. out there should go follow Nicole. What is your, is it a TikTok handle? It, it is. Okay, it's, what is it? It's my wife, mom, CPA 100. It's wife, mom, CPA 100. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so follow Nicole because she is pretty freaking hilarious and one of the funniest things that um that you posted on social media was at the beginning of covid you have you still have a toddler yeah but- <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing at her face right now um but the funniest one of the funniest things i saw was a post that he had unraveled he ruined a whole roll of tissue <laughs> and this was during covid when tissue was like scarce yeah everyone was trying to get tissue and i'm like do you not understand like he's two i'm like do you not understand that people can't get tissue right now <laughs> nicole was like should i roll this back up right, What's exactly that like, like you know street value of a couple hundred dollars right. probably. so yeah he's he's a handful so that was our surprise he was okay both of our boys were our surprise babies mm-hmm. i would say that so we have five children 23 21 7 8 and 2 so my husband, you know, he had two children from a previous marriage and we pretty much raised them from when they, when they were three and five. And then I couldn't get pregnant for a very long time. Um, it, the doctors could never find anything wrong. It just wasn't my time to get pregnant. So our now eight-year-old, we actually adopted her when she was three days old. Um, yeah, she, Madison, she's a, a different story. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> And then like five months after we got Madison, I got pregnant. With Ethan, who's now seven, and then five years after Ethan, here comes Alex, which is our look. Now, I say this in the in the love the most loving terms possible. I love him to death, but he's a little terror. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's a handful. So, my husband and I we didn't really drink in our twenties, but after Ethan and Alex, like we dr- started drinking heavily in the hard stuff. <laughs> Can I say that? Yes, of course you can say that. That is so funny because I, 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 when I had my kids, um, I was not a, a drinker. I was, really wasn't a drinker. And we had the, this up, other couple who we were really good friends with that were heavy drinkers. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple of kids. And I had my daughter, Avery. And she was just hard, man. She came out like stubborn and just difficult. And I was like, this is why they drink so much. <laughs> Exactly. I see why now. Because, like, even after a long day, today we're like, we need a drink. Because Alice would take you to places that you <laughs> didn't think you would go as a parent. <laughs> That's funny. I do miss it, though. I mean, you know this because you have the older kids, too. But it just goes by so it does. You're right. It goes by so, so quickly. And sometimes we have to question ourselves, like, are we doing enough as parents you know, now? Because even with the yeah. older kids, so this, my, my daughter, she's 21. She's in college. She graduates next year. And, you know, you know, you think you're doing all the right things as a parent, you know, growing up, you know, teaching. She has a very, a very good work ethic. But we didn't know, like, she felt or she felt that she, she said she felt that we wanted her to be perfect. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, we never said those words. Like, we never, like, 
said you have to be perfect. But I guess from how we lived and our expectations of her, she thought she had to be perfect. So me and her had to have this long, like, we had to have that mom and daughter sit down mm-hmm. conversation like, no, that is never what we intended that you to be. We wanted you to be yourself. We had, we had standards, of course. We wanted, we know you could be more than what, you know, let yourself believe you could be. But we never intended, like, we never push you to be perfect because no one's perfect we're not perfect i guess she sees our life now yeah. and it's a good life like me and your dad were poor we were dirt poor okay girl <laughs> <laughs> my dad was a drug addict for a very long time yeah. um until like maybe when i was in high school middle school or high school my husband's family got kicked out of their home when they were young it's like like she she didn't see all that she didn't right. see our life before now yeah. so now she's trying to portray that life we have now like no you need to live your life how you live your life you know what don't don't look at someone else's life and then think because they have it together now that it was always like this it's a journey yeah. so life is definitely a journey so we had to have that hard talk with her but now she's a lot better she's more open she understands that. She's like, I wish you guys would have told me that when I was younger. I'm like, girl, no, we could not tell you that when you were younger. Like, that's our problems were not your problems when you were younger. They were our burdens to carry. So, yeah, parenting is hard. It and is. it's it's hard because you don't know until it's too late whether you're doing the right thing. Right. Like, exactly. You don't you just don't know. I mean, I, I have the same um, I have some not just regrets, but and I think about the kids being so little. So, like, I got divorced when they were seven and eight. And at the time, it didn't. It didn't seem tragic. It just seemed like the next right. thing for us to do. But I look back at now, 10 years later, thank God they were babies. Right. Like they were babies. And how did it affect them? Fine. So my, my ex and I have a really good relationship. Good. Good. Um, we get along really well. He's a good dad and um, he's been good to me. He's been good to the children. Right. And I think the kids see that. Like we were at a dinner, the four of us. We do that right. a lot. Friday night we're at a dinner and um, just the four of us and we do kids sports together and it's fine. I just can't live with him. <laughs> like I love him. <laughs> I wish him the best. I think he's wonderful. I just can't live with the man. Um, and I think that's that's one of the things that like I'm really proud of is that like, the grace with which we've separated. But I look back at those 10 years and I think, did I spend too much time trying to build my businesses? Right. You know? Oh, I, mean, I, have, I have that guilt now yeah. with the little ones. So my husband and I, we work full time together. But I think our gender roles have reversed now. So I'm definitely, I'm the farm owner. Then my husband works with me. So he works for me. I always yeah. say. He works for me. We have very set roles, defined roles in our home and in our, in our business. So I say I'm 100% boss at the office. <laughs> and he's 100% boss at the house. So like when I get home, I don't want to make any decisions. I make decisions all day long. Like Preach. I defer to you. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, we're going to go with it. So I think because we've established those roles, we're able to work really well together. Yeah, that's nice to um, to have that mm-hmm. sort of lined out. And I hear you about you have to make all the decisions. It's nice to have somebody just do that. Yes. Sometimes. So let's talk about your hiking. So I one of the things I admire about you is that you love to hike, right? I'll, I'm not an outdoor person, but you inspire me to go hiking, right? Oh. I'm not sure when I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I was like, that looks really cool and adventurous. So what got you into hiking? So I've always liked being outside. So I grew mm-hmm. up in the country. Mm-hmm. I've always played outside. Like we were the family, like, you know, my mom was, my mom and my dad were like, go play and come inside when it gets dark. And I can remember even being little, just being so independent that I would like get on my bike at six years old and just ride. And my parents didn't know where I was. And like, we were we all, all were like that. Yeah. 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 And I just, I would want to go find my own way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, so hiking as an evolution has, has kind of come 
from, I guess, the spirit of that, but also the kids are getting older and I... I don't know, I need to be challenged by something different. Um, I need to do something for myself. And I need to figure out how, it comes down to how strong am I? You know, I think I'm strong, but how strong am I? You go out in the woods with everything you need to survive on your back. Somebody drops you off and you have to find your way to the end. You know, there's something that's so empowering about getting through that and being like, you know what? I have everything I need. I can do this. Um, and it really sets the rest of your life in perspective. So if, if when you're on the trail, you're, you know, you're looking, you want to stay safe, you want to stay right. warm, you stay hydrated. It doesn't matter if, you know, your client sends you their receipts in the wrong format. Like that's not a, that's not a real problem. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. It was, it was definitely an evolution. Like I didn't grow up thinking I could do this, but I did the first small hard thing and then I did the next small hard thing and then the very next one. And so, um, so I'm up by you a good bit hiking in Georgia if you want to come. You should. I definitely would you love come with to me? go hike. I would. I definitely would go. I would try, next try, I'll try everything once. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, not, it's just walking. It's just walking. Just right. walking in the woods. And it's, I like how you mentioned doing something for yourself. Like, I think I struggle with that now, just finding something to do for myself because I'm always working, right? And when I get home, I really don't want to do anything. And then, then trying to find the energy and time to, like, you know, cover some time for the children and then cover time for my husband. It's like, I'm just exhausted at the yeah. end of the day. But I do need to find something that I like doing just for myself. I used to make soap. Ah. I used to. Neat. I just I haven't had time to make any. Yeah. It's recently. hard. It's hard to find the time. It is. It's hard to find the time, but it's important. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to find it eventually. I just don't know when. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made the time to come visit New Orleans. I'm happy, too. This, is, has, this has been so much fun. Yeah. Well, I'll see you. Um, you know, we have a couple more days left. Yep. Let's keep it between the lines, and I'll, um, I'll see you around, and we'll create some more memories. Yes, definitely. take some more pictures, and maybe you'll TikTok from Jackson Square tonight. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.